Tonight, I just want to, for a brief moment, talk tonight. I felt the Lord leading me. I, I believe the Lord was leading me in this direction. This may help somebody tonight. I want to talk about tonight in Bible study, trusting God when it doesn't make sense. Trusting God when it does not make sense. And I want to lead off with this phrase that many Christians suppress their doubt. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. Many Christians suppress their doubt. It is surprising how many Christians prefer not to talk about doubt. Some even refuse to think about it. Somehow, admitting to doubt seems to amount to insulting God. You've heard the phrase, don't question God. Um, and we feel like if we have questions, amen, and if we don't, Talk about our doubt like it's just going to leave us. If someone close to you has ever broken your trust, you've probably felt the sting of betrayal. And that pain can leave you with deep wounds. For some reason, when we go through doubt and disappointment and broken trust with people, we somehow transfer that to God. Amen. It's amazing how many people have a hard time trusting God. And let me say this. Any type of betrayal can cause you emotional distress. All right? And, and here's the thing, and what you may be experiencing is the lingering trauma that betrayal can leave behind. And the question you ask is, where is God? And you're left to pick up the pieces. So tonight I wanted to just give you a, just a, just a small lesson tonight on trusting God when it does not make sense. Alright? So let's go with the definition of trust tonight. First definition for trust is this. It is reliance on or confidence in a person. Reliance and confidence in a person. Amen. Simple definition. So what's the definition of trust? And that person is God. Now here's the thing. We struggle to rely on God because we can't see him. But we somehow know that there's a God. And let me say this to you. The way that you come to know him is through his word. 
If you don't pick up the word, you won't know him. Are you with me? The, the, the Bible is clear on trust. And the Bible, the scripture emphasizes the importance of putting your trust in God. Watch this. But this trust has to be nurtured by an understanding of who he is. You hear what it said? Let, let me ask you this. How do you nurture your trust in God? It's key. Because the fundamental basic foundation of any relationship in this room is what? Trust. If I can't trust you, come on somebody. That puts us in a different place, right? Trust is nurtured by you understanding God through his revealed word. Amen. So let's look for, let's look at tonight the grounds for trusting God. Amen. I want you to go to Exodus chapter 14 and verse 31. Exodus Chapter 14, Exodus chapter 14, you with me? It's Bible study now, amen. Now the children of Israel had lost their hope in God. Um, They brought it on themselves, (laughs) all right, so... Here they are in Egypt, and um, they are at the Red Sea. This is the context. Back up to verse 13, you'll see that Moses said to the people, do not fear. See, here's the thing. The people had the trust after they had evidence. When God sent the plagues in Egypt, and God was pulling his people out of Egypt, Watch this now. Watch where I'm going with this. God is evidencing to them that you can trust me. This is why I love having a faith file. So I spoke, I speak about this faith file a lot. My faith file is the file that I have or the book that I have that I write down all the things that God has done for me. Miracles. Things that should have never happened that did happen. You, you with me? Watch this now. So I can chronicle it and go back when things look tough and say, oh, God's been good to me. You with me? Because, see, here's the thing about us. We forget. And can I help you with something? You and I must have a spirit of gratitude all the time. You know why? Gratitude cannot be taught. It has to come from your heart. When I mean gratitude, I'm talking about you're just grateful for everything. I remember when I used to write in my faith file every day. 
I mean, anything I could find to say, to see that it was God who did this. 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 And I still write today, not as often, but here's the thing. I was so excited that my eyes were open that I could see that there was a God that was really taking care of me. Don't miss it, y'all. Don't miss it. Don't miss what God is doing. Children of Israel coming through here. Right? They're getting ready to go through the Red Sea. They come, they run, they come out. And when they look behind, there's the Red Sea in front of them. Trusting God wouldn't tell you, never trusting God wouldn't make no sense. Why would God. Now, Moses could have taken them out a shorter route. But God took them the route with the obstacle. I'm trying to help somebody. See, the God that we imagine and the God in the Bible are two different gods. The God we imagine will just get us out. The God of the Bible will take you the long route to deliver you out. Come on, somebody. The God of the Bible will change your heart through hard circumstances. That's how you learn. If God was to give us everything that we really asked for, we wouldn't need him. And how we ask is important. They're coming through. They get. They got to the Red Sea. They, they they're coming, and 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 the text says in verse thirteen. But Moses said to the people, "Do not fear. Stand by, and what see the salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you today." Now, let me ask this question now. How did Moses know that God was going to open the Red Sea when he had never opened the Red Sea before? As a matter of fact, Moses hadn't seen a sea ever. Follow me? Check this out. How did he know? How did he know? Give me the definition of trust. What's the definition of trust? Man, imagine if you operate your life every day like that. Like, I don't see it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I got so much reliance and trust in God that guess what? That I know that when I hit that Red Sea, fear is like kryptonite. You understand what I'm saying? Trust is like kryptonite to fear. But if you allow fear to take over, you and I will never trust. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He says, uh, for the Egyptians whom you've seen today, you will never see them again forever. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Moses, where are you getting this intel from? Is it wrong to speak things that haven't happened yet? Come on, y'all. Come on, talk to me for a minute. Let, let's just talk about. It. You know what I believe? Why I believe so many of us are like like struggling because we we we, we can't. We don't have vision. You're in the vision church. You got to have vision. <laughs> you got to speak it. You ain't lying. You got to just speak it. Watch this. Watch verse 14. He says, 
the Lord will fight for you. See what the problem is, what the problem is, what the problem is, we talking too much. Well, listen, 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 listen. Why is it important for us to be silent? Oh, come on, y'all. What why is it right? But what we do while we're waiting for God, guess what we're doing? Man, we, we just we just be. No, we don't be talking. Let, let's tell the truth. What would we be doing? Complaining. Come on, y'all. What 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 do we do? What do we do? We complain a lot. We we just talk and and listen. Moses said, "Listen, y'all, stand by." I'm trying to find something here. He says, "Stand by." And what? See. What's the definition of trust? Verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you? Now, now I want to show you something. Watch this now. Moses trusted God. But Moses was speaking on God before it even God said, now why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to what? Tell your neighbor, go for it. Tell your neighbor, go for it. Where that shirt at? You got that shirt on? There you go, Crystal got that shirt on. Go for it. Listen, when you trust in God, all you got to do is what? Go for it. I'm saying when you trust in God, I ain't talking about your ability. I'm not trying. I'm not talking about your strategy. Listen, your PowerPoint presentation, all that kind of stuff you got. Listen, I'm talking about you're going for it because God says, I'm with you. I'll fight for you. You are mine. And so there's some things you got to settle with, settle in with. Number one, you are a child of God. You, I've, I've been preaching on this, right? That, 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 listen, he predestined you, right? He justified you. You are a child of the king. Watch this. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Go forward. As for you, lift up your staff and stretch it over the what? Sea and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through the mist of the of the what of the on the dry land now he didn't have the strategy until he prayed and god revealed to him what to do when you trust in god all you got to do is take one step and then he'll tell you what to do take the step y'all i'm relying on you god I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you, God. I'm, I'm putting my faith in everything that you said in your word. As for me, behold, I will what? Harden to what? The hearts of the Egyptians. Verse 17. So that they will not what? <clears throat> so that they will what? Go in what? After them. Somebody read for me. While I look for what I'm looking for.
You see that? What, what did God do? T- tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, he did what he said he's going to do. You, you see it? He spoke it. Like he spoke it with so much trust, right? He said, God's going to get us out of this, y'all. God's going get to get us out of this. Watch this. God's going to fight for us, right? I don't know how, but God's going to fight. See, and that's what the problem is. We're trying to figure out the how part of it. When all the while, watch this, we have to trust, watch this, in God's power and strength. That's what you have to trust in. Stop trusting in your own strength. But in his strength, y'all. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Read on, read on for me. Let's get, to, let's get there, let's get there. Watch this. What did he do? Mm-hmm. My God. Yes. See, God will confuse your enemy. He, you wonder why they confuse you. You know what I mean? But God will confuse them. And what did He do? You see that? You see that? So, so what, what did God do? God kept his what? His word. Now my point to this, I'm trying to get to verse 31. Go to verse 31 for me. Because you know my time, you know. Is it 31? Yeah. 14.31. Go to verse 31. What we got? We, now you got the context. When they saw it, right? Go ahead. Stop. That word believe in the Hebrew is trust. But here's the thing. How come they didn't believe him before? Let me tell you how trusting God works, okay? God had sent all the plagues in Egypt and speared the Israelites. They, they saw people dying. They saw the Nile River full of blood. They saw the frogs. They saw all this stuff. But yet... From the moment they trusted while they were like while God was working and, and they started moving, but as soon as it gets difficult, why is it that when it gets difficult, we don't trust like we used to trust? 
Why does God always have to perform for us? Has he not done enough? Has he not showed us that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even think? Right? But watch this. The thing about the Israelites, they were transactional. God do for me, I do for him. God do for me. Transactional. It wasn't true trust. Now let me help you something. When you're in a relationship, (laughs) amen. Make sure it's not transactional trust. Amen. Make sure that the foundation of that relationship is built on true trust. And here's the thing. You really can't say you trust a person until you see them under pressure. Until you see how they handle adversity and trials and you really can't put, oh, that's my best, that's my bestie. Ain't your bestie, that's your nestie. You don't know nothing about it. Because in the end, it be ended up, in the end, it ends up nasty. I'm rhyming tonight. Oh, that's my bestie. You don't know nothing about that person. But you say, you, oh, I trust her. I trust her with my life. I trust him with my life. Really? Come on now. You don't know nothing about that person. You don't know how they handle adversity. And here's the thing. If that person don't have a trust in God, then you definitely can't trust them. Listen, don't be so impatient. God is good. Come on, y'all. And in due season, he will show you what's for you. Pay attention. Don't be so quick to yoke up with everybody. And listen, there's nothing you can say to a person. If you say to a person, hey, can you keep this secret? They're going to tell somebody. I don't care who you are. Listen, if you say, hey, don't tell nobody, they're going to tell somebody. And they're going to come up in a roundabout way and your name's going to get dropped into something because you thought you could trust them. That's the first code of trust. Can you keep a secret? (laughs) And you know what I love about God? He keeps all my secrets. Would you like to know? But guess what? He knows all about me. Amen. I was watching this pastor, Pastor Lentz, uh, from the uh, Hillsong Church in, uh, in, New- in New York City. You know, he's fallen from grace. I pray for him and his family. But this guy, man, he thought that he could keep a He thought the people around him was going to keep a secret. You can't lead the people of God and live a double life. Eventually, God is going to drop you and expose you. Okay, okay. They call him the pastor to the celebrities. I thank God for the Vision Church. I don't need no celebrities. (laughs) Amen. I got celebrities in here. Y'all are saints. That's all I need. See, when you're ambitious and trying to get something more than what God is trying to give you, you will always be searching for happiness and never find it. Are you with me? So there's a word that you need to learn when trust is contentment. He says, then they believed in the Lord. Then they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. My question is, 
And I just, you know, I question the Israelites. You know, I just like, I just, I'm tri- And I know what it is. You know, I know what it is. It's the fallen nature of man. Can I help you with something? We're inconsistent, y'all. All right, look, look. Let's just tell the truth, man. We, we are very inconsistent. The right, the wrong situation <laughs> at, at, at the right time will cause us to just start fading off. Inconsistent. Opportunity come, come your way. You're going to choose that. <laughs> and then God's going to say, well, how, how'd, you, how'd you get there? I see a lot of people that fade off the scene because they start trusting in things and not God. Or they start trusting in the things that God gave them. Listen, can I tell you something? If you're asking God for something, you'll know whether it's from him or whether it's from the devil. And the things that the devil wants, he wants, he does not want you here. He doesn't want you to get up and read your word. He doesn't want you to get up and pray. He wants you to keep going through the same cycle over and over and over again. Watch this. Go, go, go to Lamentations real quick. I want to show you something. This is, this is, this is what I've been looking for. Lamentations chapter 3. Good Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm just trying to hope myself here tonight. Um, Lamentations chapter 3. The word lamentation is, is, to, is, to, is to mourn. All right? It's mourning. Like crying and all that kind of stuff. So, so look at this. Let's start here. Uh, Lamentations chapter 3. My goodness. Uh, let's go to verse. Let's go to verse 19. Verse 19, you ready? Remember my what? So, so when you're reading this book, <laughs> that's all the words you're going to see. Affliction, death, you know, that, Lord help me, you know what I mean, I'm struggling, you know, that kind of stuff. He says, my wandering and the wormwood and bitterness. See that? He said he's going through some stuff. But he's being transparent with God. Watch the text, verse 20. Surely my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. This I recall, recall in my mind. Therefore, I have what? Right. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never. Now, that word loving kindness in the Hebrew, that word is mercy. It's love. But it's the kind of love that comes with mercy. God's mercy. You know what mercy is? You don't deserve it. But his loving kindness indeed never cease for he has what for his what? If I'm trusting him, I got to know that his loving kindness never what? Can, can I help you something? God doesn't stop loving you. And his loving, his mercy will never. Fi- Listen, you thought you got away with that. That was his mercy. You thought, man, whew, thank you, Lord. No one saw me. God says the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. And when you thought the Lord didn't see you, he saw you. But because of his mercy and because of the blood of Jesus Christ that covers you, that's the reason why it didn't fail you. Watch this. At the time when it should have failed you. 
Aren't you glad you serve a God you can trust? Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, and his compassion never failed. They are, hey. Let me help somebody with this. The text says that his what is new every morning? His compassion. His compassion never fails. They are new, contextually, what? Every morning. Okay, so let's ask the question. Okay, let, let me ask you. Okay, all right, let me, I don't think you caught that. I mean, it. The reason I can trust God, because every day he gives me a new start. Do you know what compassion really is? Does anybody know what compassion really is? It's mercy. It's the fact that every single day of my life, as I live for him, And even if I fall off a little bit, every single moment of my life from the day I accepted him, he gives me new mercies every day. There's not a day that he missed. Now, let me ask you a question. How faithful have you been to him? Let me ask you this question. How faithful have you been to be receiving his mercy? They are new every morning. And watch the text. The text says, and great. Listen, if you're going to trust somebody, write this down somewhere, okay? Trusting God when it doesn't make sense. Make sure they're faithful. Listen, don't accept nothing less. Than faithfulness to you. God says. My mercy. If we really know what mercy does for us every day. We can't measure up to perfection. So mercy steps in as a substitute. (laughs) To deal with all of our imperfections. So, but some of us are slick. (laughs) Some of us are slick. We think, oh, I got away with that. And every morning you have another opportunity to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Do you know what mercy does for you? You know, you want to know what mercy does for you? It makes you compassionate it causes you to be full of gratitude I'm so grateful Lord see this is what I'm saying remember I said that gratefulness is something you can't can't be taught you have to catch that thing and how you catch it is by keeping it in the right frame of mind to say Okay, if God has given me his mercy every day and it says great is your faithfulness, 
Look what he says in verse 24. The Lord is my portion, says my what? Soul. Let me hope somebody. The Lord is my portion. Says my soul. Therefore. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. Trusting God. When it doesn't make sense. And see here's the thing. It doesn't make sense. Because you lose this. But he says the Lord is my portion. And my soul. Your soul and your spirit got to agree. And maybe there's a disruption in your soul. And your spirit. Maybe you're a little salty about what you're going through. So your soul can testify. To the fact that God has been merciful to you. And me. The Lord is good. He's faithful. But watch this, watch this. So if you're going to trust somebody, you've got to make sure, and if especially you're going to trust God, you've got to know God is already showing us his attributes here. That number one, he's what? He's merciful. He's what? He's faithful. And then he, the text says what? I have hope. You know what hope is? Trust. Hope is, you ready for this? Confident expectation. That what someone says is going to happen will happen. Oh, I'm trying to hope you tonight. Now watch verse 25. The Lord, not only is he faithful, but I'm going to hope you tonight is good. He's what? Good. But not just good, but good to those who what? Huh? Can I ask you a question? When did you miss the bus? <laughs> you were waiting for God. <laughs> and now who are you waiting for? You see, waiting on God is part of your development of trust. So God is saying, while you're waiting on me, I don't want you, I want you to remember a couple things. Number one, I want you to remember that I'm good. Number two, I want, to re- want you to remember that I'm faithful. Number three, I want you to remember that you can trust me because I'm going to keep my word. I'm going to give you new mercies while you're waiting. But I love you so much, but I got to break the news to you. You got some more waiting to do. But don't think just because you see everybody on Instagram doing better than you. That you've missed the bus. Nah, you ain't missed the bus. You, you, know, you know what they do with wine? Good wine, I'm talking about. You know what they do with good whiskey? I'm, I'm sorry, good wine. Let's stick with wine. 
I'm going to stick with wine. They have to age it. That's why they put dates on it. The longer it ages, the stronger it is. That little boom farm ain't going to do nothing for you. All right. That's why it's three dollars and twenty-five cents. <laughs> boom farm ain't gonna, boom farm ain't gonna do nothing for you. But if you really get up there one day and you go get you a two, three hundred dollar bottle of wine, just one glass gonna do it for you. Just one glass gonna do it for you. Because the longer it ages, the longer it waits. The longer it goes through the process of, of all of the chemicals working together. Come on, help me somebody. That's called synergism. Watch this. The longer it sits in the cellar, it has to be in a dark place. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And somebody here, you're waiting in that dark place right now. But let me help you with something. All God is doing is preparing you. Hey. For what he has for you. But while you're waiting, he says, he, he says he's good to the, those who wait for him. Well, watch this. But to the person who what? Seeks him. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Listen, can I help you with something? Don't ever lose hope in God. Can I tell you something? Don't ever lose hope. Don't ever stop seeking the things of God. While we have schedules and while we have all kinds of other things that come up in our lives, listen, make him a priority. If you go seeking after God, I read a passage, I think it was Proverbs chapter 7, I was on vacation, I said, man, I said, he talks about how we ought to pursue wisdom. Like silver. Like your paycheck. You want to be you want you you want to be successful? Don't work for money. Get wisdom. God can take a dollar and turn it into a billion dollars. What we're striving to achieve, God can do overnight. But you got to seek him. Watch what it says next though. And I'm done. Shoot, I'm done. It is good. That he waits. Huh? Oh, Lord. That's for all you complainers. Oh, oh, you're just complaining about everything is never going to be right for you. But I praise God, I'm waiting for him. I said, if you're waiting for me, shut your mouth. And listen. Keep seeking me. And you'll find. You'll find me. But why are you waiting on me? Why are you waiting? See, here's the thing. When you trust somebody, you don't need to hear from them. Lord have mercy. You don't got to call them a hundred times. Man, you're going to show up. Man, you're going to be there. Man, you're going to be there. I've been waiting. You you ain't got to do all that. 
There's some people that I trust that all I got to do is make, I ain't got to call, I just text message. And I know without a shadow of doubt, they're going to be there. I ain't got to remind them. They don't need a reminder. They have a reminder. But when we're waiting on God, when we're waiting on God and when we're trusting God, God says, I need you to be quiet so that you can hear me and get the instructions that you need so that you can come up out of this lamentation. You could come up out of this sorrow. You could come up out of this pain. You could come up out of this suffering. You could come up of all of this. If you learn to know this one thing. That why are you waiting on me? This is what I said about doubt. We suppress our doubt. Amen. Some of us doubt our faith. Some of us doubt God. Let it not go right. Let things just fall apart. You know what? If you would just be quiet, you'll hear that still voice say, hey, I got you. You know why? Because my mercies are new every morning. And even though you said some crazy stuff to me today, I let you make it. Even though you had some nasty thoughts about me, guess what? I'm still faithful. And let me don't get it twisted now. It is because of my faithfulness. That's an attribute of God that he shares. It's called an incommunicable attribute and a communicable attribute. It's an attribute that God communicates with us that we share with him. So God says, if I'm faithful to you, you have the capacity to be faithful to me because you trust me. I said, I'm done.